a Saint Joe hello from, from training camp. Uh, we're here with the uh, with the whole eighteen, the party of five eighteen is what, uh, what we'll call it here. What about just the party of five? I like that. We have Vahe Gregorian. We have Lynn Worthy, Brooke Pryor. I am here along with Shane Kaiser. And that's it for the people who have been training <laughs> so far for Facebook Live. <laughs> and Sam is here. Sam Melliger. We can't have this without Sam, although we, we have. You'll do it next week without Sam. <laughs> 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 we have another vacation coming up for Sam yeah, Melliger. So I've earned it. Someone's already back. Already glad that Sam is back. So, how about that? Oh, how about that? Wow. Yes, fans. Um, can, uh, what else is Katie up to today? <laughs> <laughs> does Does Facebook Live can the Can you see Sam's beard on the no, you know, on, on the video? Way too far away. You know what? I There's like, like it. a shadow on it. I do. I like it. I like it. I like it. Katie actually said it looks like I'm wearing a thong on my beard. <laughs> 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 I, I screwed up the. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's not what you're going yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be better in two weeks, <laughs> or in a month when he does Facebook Live again. So. And, uh, and and Brooke has been sharing um, puppy uh, puppy photos. I have and, been and names, right? Some pretty good names. Oh yeah, Emmanuel Dogba, Barker Mayfield. Barker uh, that which is this is all so out of the good. Cleveland camp. Though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no dogs here. Yeah. I have. Not asked, but I want to. Well, here's the thing. I think you're kind of an established veteran by now. It seems like it's time to start asking. I, like, I think you, you hit the Chiefs with this I have great interview idea. requests. I also would like to request to have a dog <laughs> or multiple dogs, potentially ones up for adoption, to come to camp and sure. then go home with me. And a credit card that works. But that's the that's a story <laughs> for another day. Uh, let's talk some Chiefs. And uh, this will be the last Facebook Live before the, the Chiefs play, right? Uh, their game is a week from today. A week from uh, today. A week from today. So I think four more practices after uh, after today's and four more. So, again, we'll, we'll do Facebook Live after the game. Facebook Live after dark makes its uh, 2018 Ooh. debut. Those are oh. Those are rough. Those are rough. <laughs> well, the, the 2018 season. Debut. Season. We, we did one in the calendar year. That, oh yeah, uh, that's kind right. Of rough. <laughs> Just for a little history for Brooke and Lynn on the uh, the initial Facebook After Dark. It may not have been the initial one, but it was the Christmas version where Blair just absolutely came unhinged and and, and yeah, dropped a couple that, curse words at the end. Not a proud. At moment. the end, I think Sam doubled down on his curse words while Blair was apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you, tells you all you want to know. And that's what it became. We don't have like a live <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that we can use. <laughs> All right, so uh, so I think the highlight of, of Chiefs practice today was Andy Reid throwing Alex Smith under the bus. Yeah. We all agree. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's not what happened, but it was an interesting comment, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was really interesting. And in the moment, I think I, I think the way Brooke put it on uh, Twitter was that she raised one eyebrow, maybe two. And you did kind of find it funny. The term Andy used was that um, if if you're not taking chances, if you're not testing the offense, you know, you're not showing the intestinal fortitude that you want to see, and, and you're just going to be one of those guys who checks down all the time. Yeah, I've got the quote right here. It was, I want him to test the offense. If you don't have the intestinal fortitude, he'll end up being one of those quarterbacks that checks it down all the time. 
can't have one of those. <laughs> now that by itself would you would lead you to think that uh, he's got someone specific in mind here, right? I would assume he does. Yes, uh, a quarterback who went by certain nicknames. Check down, Charlie. Captain Checkdown. Captain Checkdown. <laughs> Checkpoint Charlie. <laughs> well, but but what are we to make of this? We know Andy admired Alex, right? Absolutely. And. and it, it was interesting, though. I don't know if it was Sam's question. We were trying to figure that out at the end, though, kind of asking about how Alex was when he first came here. But Andy's answer on that was a little unusual and different than what we'd heard before, too, I thought. Yeah, my memory of it was he said, I'm not going to paraphrase him, he said he didn't come here with that sort of in his background, that they had to coach him into it. And then it's kind of a stretch in logic, though, right? Because last year, statistically, I think he was the best downfield passer in football, statistically. But that's year five. Right. Right? Like, I mean, you would think that the four before that matter as well, and that that's at least subconsciously, you know, Freudian slip, if nothing else, in, in Andy's mind when he said that. I think that that's sort of the part that I sort of focused in on is the, the idea of those four years before that, because with Mahomes, this is his first year, so maybe it's in some ways more important to sort of lay that foundation that you're not going to be the, the check down guy, that you have to test the offense, you yeah. know, that you have to do these things early so that later on you just aren't, you know, you, you haven't already just closed that off that you're just not going to do it by the time you get to year yeah. four or five. And, and Alex could obviously do it. Like, I mean, physically he did it in, in year five, granted with, you know, one of the best deep threats in all of football, right? But um, it, it's interesting to me that he came, you know, Jim Harbaugh like sort of shrunk that down. And that, that was, he was, what, 17 touchdowns and like four interceptions or something that, that last year, in, in last full year in San Francisco, and it's like, you know, Alex started with like this, and they had to coach him to stretch the field like this. It's almost like Pat is coming here like this, yeah, and if yeah. anything, they want to bring him back in a little bit. It's just, it's a really interesting, you know, sort of one guy after the other. Yeah, it is, and, and interesting that the one guy coming after the other has been heavily influenced, I, I believe, I think we have every reason sure. to think he's mm-hmm. been heavily influenced by Alex. Totally. And, you know, it's, by the way, one quick aside on Alex, it's just... We all remember this, but different coordinator every year in San Francisco. So sure. probably he did come in here a little messed up, yep. right? I mean, yeah. Well, and all, all this is a topic because Andy Reid was responding to questions about Mahomes' interception um, penchant. Yeah. Uh, that we, we've seen him throw more pick. I've seen more interceptions in this Chiefs camp in two weeks than I've seen in an entire Chiefs camp in the three or four years I've been coming up here because that was Alex, and that Alex didn't throw interceptions. He checked down. No, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't see a lot of interceptions. One of those kind of guys. (laughs) You you just didn't see a lot of interceptions, right? Uh, And so it's like a couple of days. I like it. A couple of days. it's, it's like we're, we're, we're kind of recording. Oh, who got that one? You know, yeah. Stephen Nelson got this one. And, you know, who, was the, who got that one? It was Leon McQuay the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why the topic came up. And, and Andy, you know, the, the ex-offensive lineman that he was, he went and protected his quarterback today, didn't he? I mean, this was all in defending Patrick Mahomes, which I thought he was, um, 
you know, he even brought up, yeah, he started the, the, the response to the question. I've heard all this stuff about his interceptions. Let me explain to you why it's happening. And that's how we got into this discussion. Which I thought, by the way, was a rare acknowledgement of having consciousness at all of what's being written or said. I thought the coaches yeah. didn't read newspapers yes, exactly. or tweets or, yeah, or that's exactly where I was that, about that was to my go. impression. That the there was just like a, an ad blocker, but like a journalism <laughs> blocker installed on their computer yeah. that they can't read anything about their team ever. But yeah, I mean... I think that Andy Reid defended him today. Uh, Eric Bieniemy kind of defended him yesterday, saying, "Hey, like, not every day is going to be perfect. You know, stuff's going to happen. I screw up, he screws up, he fixes me when I mess up, and I fix him when he messes up." But I mean, I don't know. I I think because I haven't seen the other Chiefs camps, and I didn't see Alex Smith being perfect all the time or checking down all the time, um, I'm not surprised to see all these interceptions. Interceptions. I mean, he is he's really young. He is trying to stretch the field out. And like Andy Reid said, they're throwing everything at him in the offense. So it sounds like they kind of expect this to happen. Well, you haven't been to previous Chiefs camp, but you've been to all the practices here, un- unlike other people in the room. So <laughs> you're up. You know, what's really great, by the way, is that you're bringing the heat that way. I haven't been up here for a couple of days. So like, yeah, I can't believe, Sam, you haven't been here. Oh, I haven't been here in five days. No, actually, Sam, Sam, you were here, what, a day? <laughs> so, but, but have we seen anything in – in um, you know, in these scrimmages and the seven on sevens and the you know in in the pads over the last week that would kind of is, is, is it a concern? Um, I, the, one of the things that Andy emphasized was he's making mistakes, but he doesn't make the same mistake twice. Uh, I've kind of seen him make you know sh- short throw interceptions right over the middle. I'm, I'm not you know we're as far away from it as you can be at training camp, and we're not we don't have access to the meetings or anything, but. Is it, should this be a concern? I mean, is it, are, are there too many? I, one quick thing I'll just say is I do believe Andy, from the get-go, did say this on day one of camp. Like, we, we're gonna, we want them to push the envelope. I can't remember those, those weren't his exact words, but, yeah, we want that. We want them pushing it. And I get it. That makes sense to me. It doesn't alarm me. I mean, I think if you're not testing it, then and, and you can't pare it down. Right. And, and we've seen just as often <clears throat> him, we didn't see it today, I don't think, but going long. Throwing it, uh, throwing the deep ball, and having Tyree Kill run under it, or Sammy Watkins, and that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful deep ball that he throws, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, today was also a lot of red zone stuff too. It so was. That's probably part yeah. of the reason. I mean, like it seemed like seventy five percent of the team stuff was red zone, so he wasn't really able to air it out that much. Was Sorensen's interception on Mahomes? It was. It, yeah, it was. That was, was in the red zone. It was in the red zone, <laughs> and um, that one aside, although I, I didn't see that play unfold, so I don't know where you know what, what Mahomes was looking at. But he took some grief for forcing that pick, the, the one that Leah McQuay had mm-hmm. the previous day. And then he, then Patrick Mahomes explained to us later. You know, he didn't want to, um, uh, he didn't want to tuck it and run, even though he had a, you know, an alley that the truck, could, a, dr- a truck could drive through, because he was going to catch grief from the defensive guys. And what did Alan Bailey say about that today? He he mentioned something. It was I couldn't pick, quite pick up what he said because he was doing something that I really liked. I appreciated what he was doing, but I couldn't hear him. He was turning his whole body to that side to talk to people, <laughs> and that set off. A, a tone of everybody turning their whole bodies away from the microphone. <laughs> so half half I mean, the media was here. Shane can tell us all well, about yeah. that. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't there a straggler that he was answering a question to about the sweat? <laughs> yes, it was someone who came late to that. <laughs> so anyway, but it, it, was, it was a response to you, but you did uh, hear it since you were over there. It was my question, guys. I was <laughs> oh, oh. doing work. <laughs> Asking questions, making my presence felt. Uh, no, I just asked if he, if he was one of the trash talkers, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, right. and he said, uh, it was 
kind of an emphatic yes. And I was curious what he said. He wouldn't say. He said it was too much language. I replied, we're all adults here. Let's let it... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, perhaps because it, it wasn't podium after dark. He, uh, <laughs> uh, Hopefully he we'll get some of those. I feel really. like Alan Bailey could like cut you pretty good verbally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like also he's, he's physically. He's <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But I, way. I actually thought the highlight quote of the day was your, we're all adults here. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good things they said, including Andy's, Andy's response to... Lynn on, on Terrell Owens and some of the other stuff we're talking about, but there was some good stuff, but I, yeah. that'd be my camp quote of the day. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not expect Andy Reid to say T.O. is one of the most coachable guys I've ever had. Yeah, yeah that, was, that... That was something. And he said <laughs> it with a straight face. That's what I was going to say. You yeah. about, he said it with a straight face. <laughs> yeah. Like, of all, of all the ways that you could describe T.O., like, that, that's not where my mind jumps to. Yeah. Not, not for a second. Was there a little, second, you think a little overcompensation there on his part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to the Hall of Fame, which is why it came yeah. up today. But I remember I watched the, Lynn posted the video, and and just like, I'm in the background as soon as he's like, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hard for you guys. it's been really kind of fun. The, the, the angle of pursuit of Lynn's videos has had Sam in the background the last couple of days. And there was a 30-second one you put up the other day. I, I texted Sam about this. It was pretty funny. Like, there's like six seconds left, and Sam just like, <laughs> just walks away. And as it turns out, Sam actually was going to another interview, but he said, but Sam interview. told me, a source told me that, that Sam kind of liked that it just looked like he didn't really care. I'm out. I'm out. Pull the Tom Brady right walk here. off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very doubtful I missed anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you know, we. Talked about Mahomes a lot up here. Um, some would say not enough. Uh, <laughs> look, I, it, it's he, he is he is the story. Um, when uh, when he was asked about his interceptions yesterday, we didn't talk to him today. He took us through them and what was what his mindset was. I thought that was pretty interesting. What what he said about uh, what he was thinking and where he made mistakes, and uh, you know that was almost refreshing to hear a guy take us through those. Mistakes like that. So uh, should we stop calling them interceptions and start calling them intestinal fortitude? That's, <laughs> that's right. That's what we call them. <laughs> right. I think he still starts with IMT. Well, <laughs> listen, fortitude. here's an interesting thing. And, and you guys you guys may have some sense of that, that I don't, not having seen much, really. I mean, it, how many of those interceptions that you've seen do you feel like were him really, you know, taking a high-risk play? And how many were just, ugh, like, why do you throw that? I mean, did you did you, or, or is it too hard to tell without really knowing? We, we were talking about that one yesterday, right? Yeah. The one that we all could, couldn't figure out. Like you thought maybe his arm got hit, and I was like, yeah, I, I couldn't tell if Kareem Hunt just stopped on it. Like that, we were yeah. going back and forth. And, and, then, and then he has the really, I think, pretty good explanation that he called the wrong play, which meant everybody went to the wrong place and mm-hmm. nobody was where they were supposed to be. And I just thought, wow, a quarterback, an NFL quarterback, admitting that he. Kind of That'll screwed change. up the play. <laughs> he will, that, it'll be that one time, and he'll never tell us that ever again. He will yeah, never let's see if that happens after a real game. Yeah. <laughs> but it was revealing. I thought it was revealing. Yeah, yeah, but it gave you insight. And of those three yesterday, that was the only one that was, like, super concerned. Yeah. Right? Well, the, one yeah. of them was a broken, not a broken play, but a free play. Yeah. It was offside, so screw it, throw it deep. And then the other one was the should have run it. Should have run it. Would have been a touchdown in a yeah. game if he'd kept it. So yeah. you're right. Which, that's, which that's he should point. run it. Like, but. 
it's not that big of a deal. Right. Uh, th- that, that's a good point. That that one that uh, who, who did we say picked it off? Um, McQuay. No, no, not the oh. McQuay in the end zone. The Davis, one. Davison. Davison, sixty. Yeah. The the linebacker. Yeah, he's the one that that picked it off, and that's the one you said. What was he thinking? What yeah. was he looking? Looking at that just didn't that one just didn't make any sense and and then we heard why it didn't make any mm-hmm. sense. So, but uh, it, none of those hmm. three seemed like they were ones that would actually happen in a live game, you know. And, and if they did happen, like the freebie, that wouldn't you know that right. doesn't matter. The other one, he's hopefully not going to make that wrong call, put in the wrong play in a live game, and then the one in the goal line, he would have just run it in. Did he recognize that he called the wrong play? I mean, he recognized it obviously by the end of the play, but did, is that? Part of what went wrong on that? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, if I remember his podium right, that's what he said, that he just yeah. made the wrong call. And then I remember after the play, he went over and talked with Andy, and I could I could see heads nodding, like, <laughs> no, I know I screwed up. Or, well, uh, he, he said, and then I made it worse. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you yeah. think, at some point in the NFL season, and not just because he's a first year, but at some point, he's going to make the wrong call. Like, I mean, I think that's going to, he's not going to hit 100%. But I think what you hope is, in a game, he just eats it. And goes to the ground, or right, whatever, or just you know throws it away, or something, instead of trying to, yeah. you know, do something that ends up with an interception. Well, what's a twist on that? Is, what I'm trying to figure out, and maybe it, there's no way to know this. When he says he made the wrong call, did he was he not aware of what he actually said? Is that kind of what? Yeah, I don't and know. They, they all like went where he didn't expect, or he just used he just made a bad call in the situation, or, did, or yeah, I, did he just ma- mangle the terminology? I took it. I'm curious what you guys. I, I took it that he meant to say A, and instead he said B. And so he thought guys were going to do. And he thought thing, a, and they were doing. That, I mean, that would explain why they were in the wrong. Why he thought they were in the wrong place. Yeah, right? that's what I took. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Who knows? Yeah. You know, again, we'll we'll be talking a lot about Mahomes all the time, right? Um, w- one thing that strikes me, uh, I know it's a topic that Vahe, I know you've you've been on. Uh, Pat Mahomes played a game last season, right? So he he played. I don't know how many possessions the Chiefs had in that game, but he played all but two of them. The two that he didn't play, that Tyler Tyler Bray did, and they lost the lead in, in that time. And then Mahomes came back and, and led him to the game-winning field goal drive. But I looked this up the other day. In, since 2000, At least since 2007, there has never been a quarterback draft in the first round who played less in, his, in the first year of the NFL than Patrick Mahomes did last year. Since 2007. Even including the guy, there's some rookie starters? Yeah, well, most, most rookies draft in the first round went ahead and started all 16 games. But even if they didn't, they started at some point during the season. And even there's one, there's one who didn't start any games but appeared in four or five games and took more snaps than Mahomes did in that game. So, I mean, when we talk about uh, some, the burden of expectation – I don't think we fully kind of comprehend just how little experience he has, yeah. and, uh, and 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 he's going to make mistakes. He's absolutely going to make mistakes. And what, but but what also to me separates Mahomes uh, from maybe other first round quarterbacks, drafted quarterbacks, is nobody gets to walk into the environment that he's walking into, and that is spend a year, you know, being tutored by Alex Smith and Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, and then having an offense around him like this offense. Mm-hmm. Usually, if you're a first-round quarterback, yeah. you're coming into you're you're quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a sinking ship, a disaster. That's not the case for Mahomes. So I'm I'm kind of willing to put more of this on Mahomes. He's yeah. been given advantages here. Needs to take advantage of of, of this situation. That's interesting. I, look, I, I think that's a sound argument. I mean, I'd still say you know, yeah, he's only th- what is it, 35 passes. Um, it's but. 
I don't know. I can't. I, I really can't wait. I know this guy's been saying that from the minute he was drafted. I mean, really, you you really felt that. Um, but I, I still, I am at a point where I can't wait to see what this really looks like. And again, the Denver game, it's so interesting, right? Because in a way, it counts. In a way, it's also like a team that was kind of d- done with its season, kind of I preseason mean, feelish. Yeah, and, pre- and nothing said preseason. Although you would never do it in the preseason, but just oddity of it, the casualness of it, of like we're going to put the guy back in the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. I mean, right. you wouldn't do it in the preseason, but it's like he's already been fist bumped. Yeah, I mean, right. the, the other thing, like the reason that I think like that wrong play call, like things like that, are going to keep happening is, I would love to see this. Like thirty-two quarterbacks list how many years each has been a full-time quarterback in their life. And there's no way that Pat wouldn't be dead last on that. Right. Because at all levels, you're talking about. Yeah, because he wasn't a full time quarterback until his sophomore year of college, which was you know. So this is year four of him just <laughs> being a quarterback because he played baseball um, as a freshman at Texas Tech. So like most of these guys, you feel like they're, they're doing seven on seven tournaments when they're like 14. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of all they're doing. I mean, like like kids that 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 uh, you know just local quarterbacks that are going to go to. You know, no offense, but like you know, Northern Illinois or smaller schools are full time quarterbacks when they're thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and and, and Pat's this is only you know year four, so and there's going to be some of that growing pains, especially with a guy that, that has uh, you know complicated mm-hmm. you know deep playbook like like they have here. Yeah, we we talked about this the other day that um, just from high school, college to pro, um, fifty starts maybe something like that somewhere in that neighborhood, fifty to sixty starts. Yeah, it was like midway through his junior year in, that he know, won his quarterback that, competition. Yeah, that, that's kind of amazing when you think about it. I mean, uh, to, for him to have that few starts at that uh-huh. position, and and now you know the next time he starts in a regular season game, he's the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, and no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. You know, get it, <laughs> go ahead and get it done, uh, and win playoff games um, at home and and on the road and Super Bowl while you're at it. Yeah, no First pressure. Year. Yeah, MVP. Get it done. Just get it done. All right, so so uh, there's there are other issues with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. besides are there? I thought there was only a quarterback. And no, that's it. Thank you for that's watching. It. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering if there's anything. I'll start with this, uh, and then ask you guys if there's any kind of one area or, or one position that uh, that you think you're still kind of going. Hmm, did they get that fixed or get that right? And I, I'm still going with the outside linebacker position opposite Justin Houston. Um, and I, I, D Ford's there now. Um, Breland Speaks could be there. Tano Passanio could be there. Other candidates could be there. But uh, I, I just think that's one of the reasons. In addition to his health, it's one of the reasons Justin Houston hasn't put up the big numbers over the last few years. He just hasn't had that guy on the other side that's a big threat. And and until that, until I see that resolved, I, I still think that the defense is going to have some issues. Uh, as uh, Bob Sutton likes to say, disturbing the passer. You know, not not getting pressure on the quarterback, but disturbing the passer. Um, so maybe these guys should have a do not disturb sign on their <laughs> uniform. And Chiefs say, okay, good. Uh, uh, so that's that would be the one I look at as as a position or a little maybe maybe an area that they've got to get better at this year. Anybody else? Um, you know, I'm going to go with the inside linebacker spot, a spot that you know, should be settled, and I, I think is Reggie Raglan's, but, I mean, when you look at the fact that he hasn't practiced yet and he's just been on the sideline, and then his backup, Ukemi Oligwe, he's, he was back out there today, but he missed a couple days earlier. They had to sign another guy, uh, Otha Peters, um, to kind of bring some depth there. They've had Ben Neiman in there, so you just have to wonder, like, how long is this Raglan knee injury thing going to last? You know, supposedly puffed up on a flight. It's been a week now. 
Is it still puffy? I mean, how big is his knee? What's going on there? I think that that's, that that's a spot, you know, long term, I think will probably be fine. But through training camp, I'm interested to see how that kind of shakes out. Anybody else? I would, I would only lean back to what you're saying. I, I, I do think they've got good possibilities there. And sort of, I think you made that point, too, in your column the other day about the, the case for the defense. Like, that, you know, there's reason to think those guys, one of those guys, two of those guys could do that. But we haven't seen it yet. And D Ford is still kind of an enigma, an enigma, enigmatic guy. I mean, I, I really don't know what I think of him. I mean, I, I, I really don't know. He said a couple good games. Yes. He's had some yeah, good I mean, games. And that's it. Like, I, I just still, the thing about him I go back to is even when he's healthy and even when he's getting to the quarterback, he's a liability against the run. You know, so, so that doesn't even, change, right? Yeah, even when he's, if he's 100%, you run to his side. And you might have a good chance of getting five or six yards. That's a problem. Um, I'd echo what you said, like defensive line. And also, like, this sounds weird because Travis Kelsey is a superstar. You know, weird in year six that Andy Reid, that guy and what he likes to do, that the backup tight end is Demetrius Harris. Like, they got no depth there. It's been fun, it's been no fun to, to Brooke and Lynn are, you know, with the Chiefs for the first <laughs> time. And I can remember the first time one of you guys asked, well, who, who dropped that ball? Yeah, and every, that was like day one. Everybody pressed it, just kind of giggled. <laughs> I think I tweeted it, and I got so, like, that was, I think I've gotten the most engagement on that tweet. Like, Demetrius Harris drops Pat Mahomes' pass, and everyone's like, oh, of course, yeah. knew it. Like, welcome to the club. Right, was tra- just, training camp officially began. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, geez. It's a good point, though, isn't it? Um, uh, you're right, for a guy that loves the, the tight end as much as Andy Reid does, um, it's you know he I think he only has like thirty five career catches too in, yeah. in four what four years. Um, think about like uh, when they start the season uh, in in L A. not in San Diego, but in L A. <laughs> um, they're gonna have one tight end. They're gonna travel with one tight end. That's it. That's pretty close to Tijuana too. Maybe, 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 maybe have none. <laughs> <laughs> they might travel with one. They may not come back with yeah, one. <laughs> Just the first two series. Is it thought to be that the mysterious two series really were connected to the Tijuana trip? I just, it can't be a total coincidence. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my <laughs> image from that game was him doing push-ups on the sidelines in the first quarter <laughs> yeah. to get his blood, yeah. blood pumping. See, he's, always been, Travis he's always been ready for the full game when they played like at Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's reality dating show, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, so while uh, Brooke's going to look, she, she, she's monitoring the questions. questions. Well, I was going to say, to go back, um, talk about that outside linebacker play against the run, and it's camp, so don't read too much into things, but I've noticed during some of those inside run periods that you have seen Speaks and Passing, you know, out there with what you would consider the ones. And, I mean, sometimes it's because maybe they're doing pass rush stuff with the other guys, but some, but there's times when it's just, you know, the offensive line, defensive line are off doing their own thing, and when they do inside run, it speaks and passing, yo, who are the ones who are getting reps out mm. there with the first group. And it's seen a couple different days. Interesting. Well, before we get to the questions, how about giving us a, a Breland Bouchard, uh, Bouchard Breland. Bouchard Breland. Breland. All the Breland's going on here. <laughs> I'd never heard that name until, you know, uh, two or three weeks ago, or, or until the draft, and now right. I've got Breland's, Breland's in my life. everywhere. 
Um, What's the latest? Bashad Breeland has, as far as we know, unless it's happened while we've been doing this Facebook Live, is not signed anywhere. He's uh, kind of taken all his visits. Like, he's in high school being recruited. He's, you know, uh, he was on the field here taking selfies with Brett Veach. He was, you know, leaning on Bob Sutton, like, propping him. Which, like, I mean, if you are that comfortable, by all means, go for it. But it... It felt kind of like, I don't know, I, earlier I said it felt like a mating ritual almost. Like they're like peacocking <laughs> for each other. I, it was weird. That, this, <laughs> maybe this does need to be after dark. Um, but yeah. we, went, we went from, what was that on the face? <laughs> to, to mating rituals? Mating rituals. Yeah. But okay. no, it just... It, Come it, full it, circle now. <laughs> it, it was just weird the way that he was out here and was so visible. Um, he's taken visits to a bunch of other places. At one point, I think he said he was going to make up his mind on Saturday, as in, like, last Saturday. Now we're closer to next Saturday and still don't have anything. Um, I would personally be surprised if he signs here. It kind of feels like out of sight, out of mind, and I think that the Chiefs feel good about their options that they have now. I mean, Amerson's been playing well. Fuller, obviously, has been playing well. And, uh, Steven Nelson's had a couple picks, so... I think it would be nice if they had him. Like, I don't think they would be upset if they added him, but I also don't feel like they think that he's a must-have, make-or-break, we-need-him-right-now-or-else-our-secondary-is-trash. Like, I, I think that it's not a dire situation. What, yeah. what do we think about how much money they've got to throw around? Well, yeah, and that's the other thing I was going to say, is the price would have to be right for them. It's not one of those guys that they're going to just go all out and throw caution to the wind and say, we need him, we're going to do whatever it takes to get him. I don't, th- I don't believe that's the situation with him. They would have to be structured in a way where they sort of can minimize risk and also where it's just not going to, it's going to be incentive-based for them to be able to bring him here. It's not just a, whatever you want, we're going to have. And I think somebody even tweeted at me, it was either last night or this morning, about they heard that the Chiefs said, go get some offers and we'll match it. And I, was, I don't believe that at all from yeah, you know, no things that, that I've heard. I'm like, no, that's that's not my understanding of the way they're approaching this at all. I don't think the Chiefs have the kind of, they certainly, they do not have the kind of money that exactly. uh, that the Panthers were going to offer them with the $24 million right. deal. Yeah. Um, so he would have to come way down. And I agree with Brooke. I, I think if, if these two really wanted each other, it would have happened by now. And the fact that it hasn't happened by now suggests that I, I'm not, I don't think Kansas City is going to be the landing spot. And it was such a firestorm of a story that weekend that he was I mean, well, nothing else was happening. It was just the rookies and the quarterbacks at that point. Yeah. And so he's out there, and, you know, he's very easily identifiable in a black T-shirt, chains, and I think beige track pants, which that's a look. Um, and he was wearing socks <laughs> and slides. Strolled right past all the media waiting yeah. for the veterans to report. <laughs> also, <laughs> also the look with the fake phone call. Uh, oh, you know, my gosh. It was, was like As he's walking in. And it, and it literally, I think you were watching it. Yeah. As soon as he got in through the glass door, yeah, just he just put the phone put down. Put it down. Like there, if he was saying goodbye to someone, he hung up very well. <laughs> he just was done with the conversation. Click, pocket the phone. But Well, I, that's, that's the photo that ended up being, that's the one that's kind of circulating on social media, too. It's him on the phone walking into the dorm. You don't, it doesn't identify where he is, but that's where he is and what he's doing. You know, maybe he's checking call. his voicemail. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Right. He could have been. Checking Absolutely. His let's, let's go with that. Let's give the, the guy the benefit of the Absolutely. doubt. I don't know him. I don't know if he deserves that. But The thing I always want is when somebody does that, for the phone to ring right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my phone dropped. I guess it's reconnecting. <laughs> that's what I really want. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so what are the, uh, what does anybody well, want to know? Well, let's go back to this. Well, let's stay at the secondary. Uh, any chance Armani Watts is a starting free safety, or what is our opinion on him as an effective and productive player this year? 
Um, of course, he was uh, hurt, had the injury at the beginning of, of camp, so he got a late start. But I, I've seen some good things from Armani Watts. He's a hard hitter. Um, he's, he's rung a couple of bells since, since, uh, since he's been back out there. I don't, I don't see him as a starter. Um, I, I like what I heard. What did, what did Randy Reed say today? We were asking him about uh, Sorensen and Barry. He goes, you know, yeah, one may be a free safety, one a strong safety, but they're all safeties anymore. That's the, you don't distinguish, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Sorensen and Barry out there together, and Eric Murray is the third safety when they have a sub package. But I think Armani Watts is in the group behind them. Um, I think Robert Golden's in that group as well. So um, he's going to get playing time. He's among the uh, the draft class. I, I don't think we'll see starting on against the Chargers, uh, either in L.A. or San Diego, wherever they decide that game is going to be. Tijuana. Uh, or Tijuana. Um, but I do think all of them are going to be part of the position group and play. And uh, that, that would be, um, well, you know who they are, uh, Breland Speaks. Derek Nandi, who was was he back today? He was not. He was no. he was in the trainer's in, tent. In the tent, okay. Uh, and uh, Dorian O'Daniel, who mm-hmm. I saw get some first team reps in a sub package late today. Maybe that was an injury thing. Um, Armani Watts and Tremonti and, and Tremont Smith, the the cornerback, who did meet the media today, and uh, and claimed was he faster than Tyreek Hill? No, 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 no. He was very quick to say no. Tyreek's definitely the fastest. If he's a cheetah, I'm a lion. But then at the end of his interview, he said, but I want to be a cheetah. So okay. I don't know if we need to have a conversation about what animal he really wants to be, <laughs> if we need to take like a personality test, like what's his favorite color, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, we need to all of that. I think we need yeah, to Yeah, well, that, he, so he's yeah. a rookie. We need we need to know the ins and outs of Tremont Smith. I, by the way, I, are lines fast? I, I mean, they're not That's slow. Yeah. I, they're they're not? They like, I just picture I them just so. kind of I mean, quick, waiting attacking. for something to come to them. Can someone of, help us out with that? I think they have to pounce. And that's, they have some good... I think of a lion more of a lineman. Lion. Yeah. A, a lionman. Lion-man. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so anybody familiar with the cat family? Can... But, Tremont Smith did say lions are more dangerous than cheetahs. He did. He did. So... Yep. He did. did. I think that's... Did he do extensive study on that? I'm just... <laughs> are we just taking you know him out of his word? Because I don't think I want to mess with either one. Name. I think it works. Yeah. Didn't think of that. Didn't think of that. Maybe that's yeah, what he yeah. meant when he said he's more of a lion. He was going based on looks. I don't also, know. Also, the first not. guy, is he the first interview? Oh, I guess Colquitt was wearing the bucket hat, right? Yeah. He yes. Yeah. So, yeah. He had the signed bucket hat from the fans from London. Yeah, that's right. But uh, he, what he did do today was follow Alan Bailey's lead and turn directly around to the, <laughs> yeah, the so person who was asking had the a great, had a great <laughs> interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get shorted on everything else, so... Yeah, so I'm standing next to a Chiefs employee, Hannah, and I turned to her and I said, I bet this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good stuff. It was, he was great. And he said he ran, like the first time he ran a 40, like no technique, no anything. He ran a 4-4. And then they coached him up and I think he ran like a 4-3. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to get fast. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. Now turn on the speed. Yeah. See what you got. Did, did, did he say when that 4-4 was? It was around Pro Day when he was working out in Baton Rouge. So even that recently, yeah. he felt like he didn't have technique. Yeah, he said, he was like, yeah, I didn't know that I was fast until I was preparing for Pro Day. Like, dude, you've been a college corner and you didn't know that you were fast. Right. So he, I think he has been one of the, uh, one of the, better stories of training camp in terms of just guys you, you might not have expected to come in and make an impression, and he certainly has. Um, I wrote about some of these guys earlier in the week. Um, besides him, uh, the linebacker, Ben Neiman, from the free agent from Iowa, was getting a lot of looks and uh, on special teams. Um, 
Anybody else like that that you guys have seen that uh, that you think, wow, uh, not, not too bad? Uh, I think Byron Pringle, to me, has been really impressive. He's a guy that, you know, undrafted, local guy, went to play at K-State. Um, I've said before that, you know, you see him make a – you see some crazy play happen on the field and then you look to check the number to see who it was. It feels like more often than not it's Byron Pringle is involved in that somehow. So I think he's playing his way on to, you know – if not a roster spot, maybe a practice squad spot. But I think he's at a really good camp. I noticed that second team, you know, we all know the, the starting wide receivers are Watkins, Hill, and Conley when they when they run that uh, three wide receivers. The second group today, uh, DeAnthony uh, De Thomas, Demarcus Robinson, and Gary Dieter, uh, which for the first time I think I saw him with the twos. And Jehu, Jehu, Jehu. Jehu. Jehu, that's right. I've... I've talked to Brad G about this a couple of times. It's it's Ju Ju Chesson, who draft pick from twenty seventeen with the running with the third team today. So I I think they're doing a lot of that, but kind of mixing different packages. And but we'll it'll be interesting to see on uh, next Thursday when they play their preseason opener with how the depth chart sp- spills out. And I don't know if this matters really in the long run, but but you know I guess Dieter and Mahomes really got connected last year. I mean, they seem to be buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and but chemistry wise on the field too, and I I don't know if that'll surface in anything. They may not even run together in that first opener. I, I in fact I, I doubt there's any reason yeah. they would, right? Right. And I, was, I think it was it was Robinson that Andy was talking about today, right? How he said the thing that stood out about him is he could play all three spots. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. And Robinson was the one I think today who had the had that big catch. And the probably the, yeah, catch. the highlight of the day was probably the one handed catch with. You know, sort of in between defenders. It was probably about 20 yards downfield from Mahomes. He made that hold in the one-handed catch. Probably. He also has the distinction of being the last Chiefs player to score a touchdown, right? He didn't he score? He scored the touchdown right before halftime in the uh, playoff game last year. How about that? I, that's... <laughs> we, know, we know that was the last score that the Chiefs had. <laughs> you know what's interesting about him? He, I think we've seen flashes from him of, of that kind of that kind of play. But I think he's also been the classic guy who just has not quite like I think he's the guy who was breaking a route off at fifteen instead of eighteen or things mm-hmm. like that. I think that that was part of the hopefully his growing experience and I, I I wonder if he's now at a point where he's got command of command of the offense himself in a way that he can make more of a difference. He was just testing the offense. Gotta test <laughs> the offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Even the receivers get to test the That's offense. Right. Well, uh, speaking of receivers, is this gonna be a breakout year for Chris Conley? I don't know. Let's ask the Chris Connolly editor. We should. <laughs> you know, somehow this happens. <laughs> where and it, I, I take it all back to Randy Kovitz's days, where like if Randy had just written about somebody and then he did something in the game, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. And I think we all kind of have our, our guys. Yeah, like do. I don't know, Chris Connolly. You know, near and dear to our hearts, journalism major, making movies, Star Wars fan, um, Star Wars movie maker. I always tend to see the best in Chris, right? Like, so he'll have a, a great 18-yard route and make a catch, and I'm like, he's finally turned the corner. Yes, and, <laughs> right or there was the, you know, what I thought his real problem, but not problem, but but a liability of his in his first year or so was he could not track the deep. I didn't think he could track the deep ball. He didn't get called on the deep ball much, but I felt like you could really see him having trouble with that. I, I thought last year that really was where he turned the corner. Um, but I also think he's a guy like. How many packages is he going to be in? I mean, when when they're trying to accentuate other guys. I mean, is he. I keep thinking Sammy Watkins is the the difference maker, the guy who's going to benefit from Tyreek and Kelsey. Um, but there's, there's 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 room for more, and maybe he's that odd guy kind of that, that's 
spackles and everything else. Well, I'm not suggesting this is one of the NFL's top receiving groups. Yeah. Please don't get me wrong, but it's miles better than what it was like in the first few Andy years, right? You yeah. Know? I mean, that was... They have actual speed. They, yeah. They have none of it. Remember the one year they had no wide receiver touchdown catches one yeah. season. I mean, that is unbelievable in the National Football League. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. And that maybe, I mean, I don't know if that's, I, look, I, I'm an Alex Smith guy too, right? But I, but I do think Alex didn't exactly have prime, prime stuff to work with for a couple of years right. either. Right, So, okay, what else, Brooke? Anything? How does uh, Derek Naughty look? Hurt. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was not a well-timed no, question. No, no, but but. Um. When he was healthy, he looked fine, and then yeah. he also, you know, looked fine as he drove away on the cart shotgun. So. Elbow, right? Elbow, yeah. Elbow. So we, we you know, elbows. Yeah, as as we were joking, um, much better to be carted off uh, in the front seat of the cart than in the back of the cart <laughs> when you're. Uh, you know, when you often have your face covered with a towel or something, and you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, we've seen too many of those yeah. injuries here. Yeah. Um, so, but again, he's one of, I think he's another one of those guys that's going to be, um, when they go to their uh, goal line off, uh, goal line defense, he, he's on there along with uh, Xavier Williams and then Jones and Bailey. Jones and Bailey are your two, are your two defensive tackles. When, they, when they're in the base defense with three defensive uh, tackles, ends and tackles, uh, Nadi's behind Xavier Williams, but I just think they're going to alternate. They'll, they'll rotate. He's part of the he's part of the plan here. They like him. They do like him. Man, he's wide. Man, from where we sit, we, we got an end zone seat, and, and and you can just see ninety one is is wide as mm-hmm. wider than anybody on that field. <laughs> All right. How about uh, how's Spencer Ware's health? Is he going to be ready week one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's not in contact. You know, we he's out there. Um, uh, but he's not he's not taking contact right now with that that knee PCLs those are you know I know it's been a year and I know he feels good and we've talked to him but I'm, I'm not 100% convinced I'm, I'm not either not. and I, I and, think and, the... and, you, and you, when you've seen it here that he's you know when they're in contact Damian Williams yeah, is the number two yeah guy. I think that that's the guy that we're more likely to see week one along with Kareem Hunt just because like I think that they know that how severe this injury was, that the majority of guys don't come back from this kind of injury. I don't think they're going to rush him. I think, obviously, they would like to have him week one. But if he's saying, you know, I don't feel 100%, you know, if there's any kind of concern, I think that they would err on the side of caution and hold him back. I mean, I think that's also why they, you know, tried to convert some of his salary, um, make sure that, like, he's, he's going to get paid whether or not he plays. Um, and I think that they just want to be cautious for the long term. Yeah, I um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he plays next next uh, Thursday uh, at Arrowhead. So I, I don't think we're gonna see him. I don't think so either, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think it would be more important to have him week one. You know, if you mm-hmm. could have him in a game in the preseason versus week one. Yep. Preseason doesn't mean anything. Sure. Why risk you know something mm-hmm. else happening? Speaking of running backs, uh, is Kareem Hunt facing any suspension time? And that we don't know the answer to that either. We, uh, we have not talked to Kareem Hunt uh, since training camp has started. Uh, he had that hamstring for like ever since ever. July, or, or uh, yeah, since uh, the first part of camp. And uh, so we haven't talked to Kareem Hunt. Hoping to do that in the next day or so. I wouldn't be surprised though. Uh, the Andy Reid sur- sur- surprise suspension. Um, 
You know, the, the, we we kidded about Travis Kelsey in that Chargers game a couple years ago. None of us knew that that was they didn't that wasn't announced and all this. And never and, has or been, never clarified, never yeah. explained yeah. or clarified after the game. Just uh, just uh, wasn't ready to play or whatever, whatever it was. But it was obvious. It's a one quarter suspension, as I recall, right? One quarter. It was one, either one quarter or one series. One series. One series. In the in the quarter. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Which, by the way, was what made it so unusual last year. And I think the first and only time we've had this happen when they went out of their way to announce that they were suspending Marcus Peters. Right after the. That uh, hasn't been the way, right? Usually, it's like uh, we'll handle that. Inside, it's know, an yeah. internal situation. Yeah, yeah. We got that. <laughs> Ted'll give it to you. Reach <laughs> <laughs> will have it for you. <laughs> uh, how about? Uh, haven't heard much about converted defensive lineman Cleo McKenzie. Is he going to be on the practice squad? Um, I don't know. Um, he he's not. Um, he, well, he's an offensive lineman now. He's uh, they've, they've turned him converted uh, from yes, D-line converted from D line to O line. You know, he was their their final draft pick in the in the sixth round this year, and the son of um, of the Raiders' general manager. So, you know, I just I haven't noticed him. I haven't noticed him. And today, the offensive line was uh, kind of in, sh- in shambles with injuries to not not serious injuries, but but Eric Fisher and Cameron Irving had to leave practice. So they're doing a lot of mixing and matching, and I, I didn't I didn't notice McKenzie. That's that's a good question. We should, we should pay closer attention to what McKenzie's doing here in Canada. Well, if I if I recall correctly, he did stand out the other day when he was singing happy birthday to his mom. Yes. At I the end of a that. practice. Oh, I didn't see that. He's just yelling it out. And his mom was up there by the, by the family tent. Uh, how about that? So, so, so I wouldn't choose player. to spend my birthday at training camp, but good for her. Yeah, good I for her. I hope she got a cake after that. I, I hope so. I hope it wasn't just that. But it was kind of cute, actually, the way really he did cute. it. Yeah, I mean, he's really yelling it out in front of you know fans <laughs> and everybody. So, seems like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Eric Fisher, did his injury seem concerning or just a precaution taking him out on the cart with it being training camp? Yeah, I think Andy called those both of those injuries tweaks, tweaks, tweaks a little tweaks. bit. Yeah, yeah they get, they get he tweaked. said I have Fisher was a shoulder tweaked, and Irving a knee, and tomorrow's an off day already too. So I don't know if it was one of those things where like just. They just got a head start and, on the off day. Basically, and just, you know, let them get some treatment and see where they're at come Saturday sort of thing. I'm not you sure. Know, that, but. that makes me think of an interesting question, though, I think, and I, I, I really can't answer this. How often do we think Andy's initial evaluation or the sense of how he frames something is, you know, fairly... Fairly accurate, like not not really misleading us. Well, the thing, the, the first thing that comes to mind is the Reggie Ragland. I'm not worried about. It. He just wow. knee just puffed up a little bit, <laughs> and that's that true. was, yeah, and he has yet to take the field. I would yet. have thought you'd see him a day or two later after <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the way that he phrased it kind of made you think that he was downplaying it, but it was more serious than it actually was. When he was like, "We don't really have a determined amount of time. Could be a couple days. Could be a week." And I think when yeah. when a coach can't give you that timeline and then says it could be, you know, a week, you know that, hey, there's, it may look, you know, kind of non-threatening on the surface, but there could be some deeper issues down, like, down the road. Only time I can remember him immediately before the trainers said anything, saying an injury was serious, was Eric Berry last year with the Achilles. If I remember right, right after the game, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Be done. yeah. Yeah, well, but the that's thing, the only time I can remember. Do you think he's misleading or just, uh, just you know, trying to estimate? I don't know if it's misleading. I think he's just cautious by nature. I, yeah. I actually yeah. think yeah. the Chiefs do a pretty good job yeah. with this. But the uh, fact that they bring Eric, Bur- uh, Eric uh, uh, Bur- Rick, Rick Burkholder Bur- 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 yeah. out to 
explain injuries, which is more than a lot of teams do. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs are on the up and up with, with this stuff. And I again, I, I don't. When Andy says tweak, I really do believe that uh, he didn't say that uh, Reggie Ragland tweaked his knee. We didn't hear that from yeah, the Ragland no. injury. Yeah. With it's Fish just, especially, they, they should be cautious. I mean, they should be cautious with everybody at this point, right? But he's he's had some stuff, and you know, and and some shoulder stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, you know, they they should be cautious with that guy. Yeah, for sure. All right, over under nine and a half sacks for Chris Jones this year. I think under. He had six and a half last year. Um, he now, said he was going to lead yeah, the league. Say, would nine and a half lead the league? I'll take the field. He's a pro bowler if he gets nine and a half sacks from his yeah. position. So, um, How many guys get that many from that position? Not, not so many. many. I mean, not many. Right? I think he can be a pro bowler and be under nine and a half. I mean, right, right. I, he's really poised to have a, you know, he's been terrific in bursts, but it's been spurts, and there's been, like, some bouts of inconsistency with him. Uh, but if, if he can get a little bit more consistent, which was kind of the book on him coming out of out of uh, Mississippi State. Uh, was it, like, yeah. Old Miss and Mississippi State mixed up. But uh, coming out of college, sort of consistency motor and all that stuff. And it seems like I think he's kind of taken a step each year. And, you know, if, if he can do that this year, I think he can have a like a breakout season. I, I think a he's star. my he's my mm-hmm. pick to, to to be that person. He's really so talented. And, and he had, he doesn't admit it, but he has slimmed down. He's changed his body a little bit. He's just mm-hmm. thicker and and, uh, and more lean. It's uh, interesting to see. So, how about a last one? A last one. Let's go. We'll we'll end on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, our Mahomes. Back where we started. <laughs> we bring we it full circle again. <laughs> Uh, are Patrick Mahomes' picks a sign that the defense is working, or is it a sign that Mahomes is not seeing it? That's kind of the, the crux of the whole thing. I think it's a sign that the defense is working. I mean, we've kind of touched on this here and there, um, but the defense was, you know, kind of in shambles. And I think that you wanted to see signs of a rebuild, signs of, you know, guys picking it up, new guys fitting in the systems better, and I think that when you see Amerson having picks and Nelson having picks, Breland Speaks having one early, um, it seems like they've kind of ramped up their intensity. It's it's definitely given the defense confidence, hasn't it? I mean, they're they're, they're celebrating those picks and having a good time with it. It's, it's obviously both. It, it is. I mean, the um, <laughs> it's this poor defense has been so pick starved to training <laughs> camp the last few years. They don't. They don't, they don't know what what is it's really hard to pick off from those checkdowns. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of pick starved in the regular season. Yes, and, yeah. Last year it was so. All right, look. You, uh, if you stayed with us this long, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I appreciate you <laughs> hanging in with us. On a Thursday afternoon. That's right. And we will uh, chat with you again after the Chiefs take on the Houston, right? Houston Texans uh, at Arrowhead Stadium a week from tonight. Thank you very much and see ya. Woo!